Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 16 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I am a mental health therapist and I also coach at two different CrossFit gyms. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast is all about integrating mental health and physical fitness. In this episode, I talk with five-time CrossFit Games athlete Travis Williams. We talk about his 300-pound snatch at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, his favorite experiences as a CrossFit Games athlete, self-confidence, and how his self-confidence helps him in competition. I am also a mental skills coach, and I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. The 20-minute initial consultation is free, and going from there, I offer paid 30-minute sessions. If you'd like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. All right. Well, Travis Williams, welcome to the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast, and thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And I definitely want you to you to introduce yourself, but I want to give the listeners just a quick story about how we met. So it was last weekend at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge where it's a semifinal event for the CrossFit Games, so a qualifying event for the Games and I just ran into you up around the spectator area, like the walkway, and I saw you, and I'm like, man, I might as well go talk to him, but I I really appreciate you taking that just little bit of time there to talk to me just really briefly. That really meant a lot. Um, it's really cool that to see just CrossFit Games athletes are real people. And yeah, dude. Because appreciate it's, you coming up to talk to me, too. Like, yeah. Um, nothing better to do I'm sitting around like we were, it was raining outside we were waiting on everything mm-hmm. to chill out so we were just hanging out yeah and it's I've, I've kept up with you on social media for years and so it's just really awesome to get to have this opportunity to talk to you and have you on the podcast yeah man definitely thanks for having me so let's get into these questions so how did you get to where you are now in the sport of crossfit and how many times have you been to the crossfit games um i have physically been to the crossfit games five times mm-hmm. i've qualified for six uh in 2020 we did not get to go obviously because of the team um three individual appearances two team appearances and one qualified team appearance i guess so um how did I get where I'm at? Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, I went to the gym and I trained a lot, but mm-hmm. how did I end up doing that? I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I found a bunch of friends that also really enjoyed it, and we kind of just helped each other, push each other along the way until mm-hmm. we were, all of us ended up being there. Pretty much that group of people was Jordan Cook and Alexis Johnson. Right, yeah, and I've, I've actually kept up with them on social media too. So, 
And so you PR'd your snatch at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, right? Yep, I sure did. At 300 pounds? 300 pounds. I mean, I don't even... I, I kind of, in my head, I had gone I'd gone for 300 probably three or four times. It, never, like, in the gym, only in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed it every time. The last time I missed it, I missed it over my head, though. So I was like, okay... Mm-hmm. It's time to, it's time to finally stick one. And so I had it in my head. I was like, all right, these guys are all stupid strong at snatching. We don't mm-hmm. have one pound weights. Like it's gonna be three hundred or bust. And that's kind of exactly what it was. It was three hundred, or you got like ninth place. So right, it was crazy. And it's incredible to me that so many athletes now, at the Minute Lane and CrossFit Challenge, the field was super stacked. And it was incredible how so many male athletes opened their snatch at 275. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just kind of looking around the back, mm-hmm. and most of those guys, like, and I think in 2017 at the CrossFit Games, I opened the snatch at 275, and I hit it. So, but I mean, that was only with two attempts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. basically, if you have two attempts, you got to think that the first one's like your middle lift, I guess. But, um, like, because because we knew people were going to be up around 300, there was really no choice mm, but yeah. to open that heavy because you weren't going to jump from 250 to 285 to 300. Like, this wasn't going to happen. So you had to just kind of hope for the best on your first lift of 275. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was it for you to hit 300 in front of fans in the first in-person competition in quite some time? Oh, um, man. I don't know, words can't really describe that. Mm-hmm. I haven't really, I I don't know if I've ever like PR'd a lift in a competition like that. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a first for me in a couple different ways. So yeah, really, really cool. And it was cool how they did it too, I think with the, I mean, the pressure's on with those three 20 second windows. Oh yeah, I mean, you get to, I don't know, it's not like a ton of pressure, but there's definitely a lot of buildup mm-hmm. when you're, sitting there waiting three minutes for your turn to snatch every mm-hmm. round so yeah but it was it was really it was really cool mm-hmm. yeah and that was just a incredible performance really yeah and then how was it for you to have to withdraw from that competition and also how do you continue on now after that so i mean it sucked having mm-hmm. to withdraw um i like i mean i had it I kind of, in my head, like, with the whole work thing going on, I somebody had mentioned, like, maybe a month ago, he was he said, you know, we might have to do uh, our clinicals that weekend, right? And I was like, oh, I don't think so. Because literally, we, we work Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. usually, and we're at Academy. Um, and so I, I started asking questions about Memorial Day weekend. I didn't want to let them know exactly what I was doing because I was afraid they'd be like, oh, you, can, you just shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hurt or something like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to listen to somebody tell me I'm going to get hurt doing something I've been doing for 10 years right. or whatever. Um, so I, I didn't really tell anybody that I was going to Mac or at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then when they said, I think the week before, or sorry, three weeks before the chief said we would be off, that weekend mm-hmm. the Tuesday before the competition 
the senior captain said, we might have to work Saturday and Sunday. And I'm sitting there like, eh, he, he said we were going to be off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, sorry. Well, Thursday before the competition, one of the other guys was like, uh, he's like, I talked to Chief. He said uh, they're not going to schedule you for this weekend. Great, cool, mm-hmm. we're going, we're competing. And then Friday night after that workout, uh, I got an email that was like, oh, you have to work on June 30th from 6 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. I was like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, could have seen this coming, like with the whole communication thing that was going, it was the whole back and forth or whatever. Like, right. It, it really didn't surprise me. It really sucked. But like, again, like, if I'm going to continue to compete in the future, I need to get this done now mm-hmm. so that makes my life a lot easier. I have some more income and everything's just set. I can just do this for as long as I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I was like, okay, I got to take off and go. And you do firefighting. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I'm in the Houston fire Academy right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So with all this, all the buildup, of course, in training for, the Mac, how do you, what are your thoughts on continuing on now with your competitive career? Um, so basically this 2021 season is pretty much over mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna, I'm taking a little bit of a break right now. Um, probably for another, the rest of this week, maybe into next week. We'll see. Uh, I might just start going doing some light stuff at the gym and cardio. Uh, but Pretty much not going to change a lot, and then I'll once next year comes around, and once I'm working at a station full time instead of instead of Monday through Thursday, then I'll I'll have plenty of time. The way the Houston schedule works, it's one day on or twenty four on, twenty four off, twenty four on, and then five days off. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have tons of time to train, do what I want to do in my off time. So mm-hmm. uh, not, not much is going to change. Right, okay. Except I'm going to have a job. That's it. Right, yeah. So what is your favorite part of being a CrossFit Games athlete? Favorite part of being a Games athlete? I don't know. I don't know. Like, just... It's pretty cool, but... I mean, I guess getting to meet all these other people that you really get to look up to... Mm -hmm. um, more so for me, more so the older guys that used to be really good mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, your Jason Kalipa's Rich Fronings, all that. Getting to meet all of those guys was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still getting to hang around with all the other guys too. Yeah, who are some athletes that you're close to? That I'm personally close to. Mm-hmm. Um, like Alexis Johnson, um, Hal Fisher is a good friend of mine. Ray Gamboa, Logan Collins, uh, basically all the Texas guys. Brandon Luckett. Um, I think I'm probably gonna leave somebody out, and they're gonna punch me if they hear this. But, <laughs> you know, those are my favorite people, pretty much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so following along with you for the or following and keeping up with you on social media over the past few years it seems like mental toughness is something that's really important in your training and it also seems like it's very important for 
any CrossFit Games athlete, how how do you how would you say you define mental toughness? Um, I don't know if it's like being super tough or just a lack of caring if something is going to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever. I just got to deal with this mm-hmm. at this point. So it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. All right, we're there. All right, just deal with it. You chose this path. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that that's just kind of the way I look at everything. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, and once you get in that the pain cave or whatever we want to call it, what helps you get through that? Um, I mean, just in general, knowing that it will eventually be over, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, and two, like, going into it, knowing that you're going to be there makes it much, much easier than if you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. where am I like what is happening right now like that's that's when you're like that's when it gets really bad that's mm-hmm. when it's hard to overcome mentally so but if you know you're gonna be there you're like mm-hmm. alright it just sucks just finish it keep mm-hmm. doing reps we knew we were gonna be here so yeah so knowing it's coming and also knowing that it's gonna end yes and so being and able to push through that past experience basically mm-hmm. yeah that's the best, best example I can give you yeah, and with training for the games, I'm sure it's that you go to that place a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as often as you can, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you have any any other specific examples of skills that you use to help you get through difficult training sessions? Um. I. Like, specifically, mm-hmm. oh, I just love doing it, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's, if I, if I don't want to go to the gym, I don't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, that's also pretty easy, too. Like, but if, but when I got to go to the gym, I just go. It's fun. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be there all the time, so. Yeah, so really enjoying what you're doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Enjoy, if you enjoy it, it's not going to be hard to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I listened to the episode, I think it was the Make Pods Great Again podcast with you on it that said, you don't train a lot by yourself, is that right? I hate training by myself. Yeah. I think it's miserable. Like, I don't know, I started CrossFit doing group class, Mm -hmm. and I did that for like a year before I really started getting into my own stuff, and when I get into my own stuff, I started finding friends to do it with, somebody that was always looking for somebody that was better than me, so I could try and figure out how to keep up with them. So I don't know. I never understand when people want to like move to train with their coach or something. I'm like, well, what, what, how is that going to help you? I mean, I guess mm-hmm. they can tell you how to work out, but to me, it's a lot more beneficial to train with somebody that's either better than you or as good as you so that you can push each other during your workout so that you can figure out what you need to figure out mm-hmm. to make yourself better more than just listening to what somebody else tells you. Yeah. You're wrong. It helps. It helps to have a coach sometimes, but just like in general, like all mm-hmm. the time, like, eh, I don't know. And who are you, what kind of training team or programming are you following right now? Oh, I follow Jump Chip. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. my guy. He's been my guy for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He writes the best workouts in the world. 
Yeah, their their stuff is, yeah, it's a lot. Well, in a good way. I mean, for for competitive athletes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you, how often do you see your coach from jump ship? Uh, it used to be pretty often. Um, he moved to Hawaii last year. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Think. Yeah. Or maybe like mid COVID. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime maybe it was last summer or right before COVID. Uh, no, it was definitely mid COVID because his wedding his wedding day was right before. Literally the day the world shut down was mm-hmm. his wedding. So, um, but yeah, they moved out to Hawaii, so I haven't seen him probably about a year. Mm-hmm. But I talk to him all the time. Yeah. Like personally, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't feel like I need to see a coach or be around a coach. I can phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple text messages. That's more than enough information I can get out of him. Mm-hmm. to make my day a lot better and easier so yeah and leading up to the the mac have you had training partners no oh really no. uh so yeah i mean not not like not like uh top level but mm-hmm. I've, i mean i've had people doing workouts with me mm-hmm. so i said no but like i mean jordan and alexis aren't around and brandon so mm-hmm. But I have a guy at the gym. He's working really hard. He's doing really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. He's getting really good. Hopefully, he can get good enough to keep up one of these days. But, mm-hmm. but definitely not quite on that competitive level yet. Yeah. And with, with, I'm looking forward to asking a games athlete this, and I, I feel like it's, it's just you have to prepare for anything. But with the unknown and unknowable element of CrossFit, but also especially high-level competitions, do you have any specific ways that you kind of prepare for anything? So I used to, like, like when I was younger, probably 21, 22, I mm-hmm. used to, like, just do lots of weird random stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got away from that because just... I don't, I don't feel like it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just general CrossFit, mm-hmm. like, makes you really good at everything. And what I tell a lot of people is, like, I don't know a lot of people that can squat 500 pounds and run a five-minute mile that, right. like, have difficulty doing something. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of just focus on making sure you're strong, making sure you're mobile, and making sure you have good cardio, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really matter what they do pull out of the hopper you should be able to do it to some to a very good capacity mm-hmm. so or at least some capacity to manage and really and to me I like to focus on a lot on the things that I'm better at in a competition because I've noticed it's better to have home runs and right. strikeouts than it is to have mm-hmm. like a bunch of singles in CrossFit so yeah, and to, leaderboard wise, so. yeah, and to really capitalize on those things. Yeah. Yeah, so and constantly train everything you're good at and kind of manage what you're not. And mm-hmm. the things that you're not good at will still come along mm-hmm. more so than you think. Mm-hmm. And I say a lot of people every year, they, they mess something up and they just kind of dwell on what they messed up. And they get a little bit better on what they messed up. 
but then everything else that they were already really good at doesn't climb as much Mm -hmm. and then they fall off so So is it focusing maybe too much on weaknesses yeah yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. I think it's, it's important not to totally neglect your weaknesses but it is also just as or more important to maintain and get better at what you're already good at mm-hmm. yeah and something else I've, I've been thinking about lately is well just thinking about asking you how how do you prepare and deal with competitions where with with high level CrossFit competitions, you don't know exactly what's going to happen until maybe a few weeks before, or even maybe the day of like the workouts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, just same stuff. You just Mm -hmm. generally general prepared, general physical preparedness, UPP, that stuff, making sure you're going hard. Cause again, like there's always like three things that are guaranteed Mm-hmm. that happen in a competition you're gonna lift heavy weight you're gonna breathe really hard and mm-hmm. you're probably gonna do a lot of gymnastics right mm-hmm. so if you do those things keep up with your diet and make sure you're going into the right body weight mm-hmm. everything should unfold the way it's supposed to and the other thing is, is when you are working out against all those people make sure you run your own race mm-hmm. yeah like I know I'm the guy that like goes out hot or whatever but <laughs> like that's my race that's the way I like to work out mm-hmm. sometimes if I just have a lead like there's no way you can catch me so mm-hmm. it's all there's to it so but and with with going out really hot do you have a favorite workout from the CrossFit Games that comes to mind the CrossFit Games specifically yeah um, that's tough. Uh, the two 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 three interval was probably the best workout I ever had at the CrossFit Games. So mm-hmm. I guess that one's got to be up there. Uh, my favorite workout that we ever did at the CrossFit Games was the 2015, the sandbag move, where we just drug eight sandbags across the stadium yeah. and took them up the stairs. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was one of the nastiest things I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Like, I didn't know where I was at. Mm-hmm. coming after my like second trip up the stairs I was like what is happening <laughs> so what was the toughest part about the event that specific event yeah um not sorting my bags out and knowing how much weight I was picking up because you mm-hmm. had four 80 pound bags and four 100 pound bags and I think it, at first I took two 80 pound bags up the stairs and then came back down and I grabbed two 100 pound bags mm-hmm. and I was like, what's happening? Why are they so heavy this suddenly? But I didn't know which bag was which. The only thing I knew was the red bag had to go last mm-hmm. and that one had a hundred pounds in it. And so I ended up like taking one bag halfway up and the other bag all the way up. I came back down and got two more, slowly made my way up. Like it was, it was just, it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that grunt work, man. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into a little bit about mental health. So how have you seen your mental health be impacted by functional fitness and also being a high-level competitive CrossFit athlete? Um, I mean, come from the standpoint where I really didn't know 
where my life was going about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like when I, or when I was 19 and I started CrossFit, like, I mean, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always kind of shy and nervous to talk to people. Um, I don't know, CrossFit just kind of changed all that to me. I don't know if it was just a self-confidence thing because now I physically appear better that mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk to anybody. I don't know, but just mental health perspective and that, or from that angle, I feel a lot better and CrossFit has helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. With self-confidence specifically? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, man, self-confidence is so such a big part of our mental health because if we view ourselves as I can meet other people and they might like me, but if we, we are more likely to act out of that, but if we have the view of ourselves that it's like, no one's going to like me at all. Then we're going right. to, that's going to come out through our actions. That, that thought about ourself is going to come out through our actions. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think it's mainly the way you look or anything else that CrossFit has helped with your self-confidence? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I would say mostly the way I look, mm-hmm. but there might be a few other things. Yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't point them out specifically. I don't, I'm not like, I don't know a ton about mental health. Mm -hmm. I think I'm okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be a nutcase. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe that's why I like to go hard and do stupid things and cross the workouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with, with the self-confidence and with functional fitness being about a lot about what your body can do, it's it could impact the belief in a positive way of I am capable of doing pretty incredible things like snatching 300 pounds. Yeah, for sure. And how does that self-confidence help you on the competition floor? Oh, I mean, that definitely is, I, you go out there, I'm like, there's nothing I can't do. Mm, like, I've, done, yeah. I've been here, I've done this, like, we're going for it. And just like, I don't, I, I don't care about what other people are going to do. I go out there and just do what I know I can do. So, mm-hmm. and that that aspect, there's nothing that I know I can't do. Have you you mentioned Jason Kalipa earlier? Have you read his book as many reps as possible? I've not. So I yeah, he should. yeah he talks about this concept of earned confidence, and he talks about competing at the games and how he could go in with confidence because he knew he prepared the best that he could. Yeah. No, that, that, I 100% believe that. I, he might have taken that out of my book. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just going into competition, I mean, this. I know this was in one of the games documentaries. Someone said this, but it's like, you better be ready for anything that happens. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and literally anything can happen, and you can either stress out about it or you can just kind of you know play the hand you're given right like mm-hmm. kind of it it's all you can do mm-hmm. you got you don't have any control over anything so you might as well just all right guess we're doing this yeah go hurt let's go <laughs> and i think well of course preparation is so important because if you don't prepare well it's that you're you might not have that earned confidence. 
And then self-confidence and earned confidence affecting performance too in terms of if I do not believe I can do this workout or finish under the time cap or whatever it is, you're probably a whole lot less likely to do that. Right. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I'm saying from the opposite direction. If you feel like you can do it, mm-hmm. probably going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least close. Closer than you would have Yeah. if you can't. And, I mean, let's look at, again, the 300-pound snatch on the competition floor. So if for, and I know this is, this comes up a lot in weightlifting especially, but when you step up to the bar, those things that you're telling yourself, and this is something I talked about in a recent episode of this podcast about self-talk, but it's that someone might say to themselves, stepping up to a potential PR snatch that, uh, I don't know if I can hit this, but then if their coach came up to them and said, yeah, I don't know if you can hit this, it's like, we would never accept some of the things we tell ourselves from other people. Right, right. Uh, I don't know, like, when, when I step up to the bar mm-hmm. like that, my head's empty, because mm-hmm. I know I'm not even going to consider thinking about, I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah. The only time that ever happens is when I got like a grindy back squat or deadlift mm-hmm. and I'm like <laughs> yeah and then you can pick it up no right away like whether you're going to hit it or not but yeah with a snatch or clean like the only thing in my head is i'm going to hit this weight mm-hmm. like yeah otherwise you're already beat before you even pick it up well yeah and it's also that when when saying those things it's not using our mental energy in the best way that we could right yeah, and it's like we we have, I mean, some people think we, anyway, some people think we have limited mental energy throughout the day, and so it's that we have this, a limited amount of mental energy throughout the day and for a competition, and it's like, am I going to use this mental energy to help my performance or hurt my performance? Right. And so that can take a really long time well not always long but a really difficult time for people to develop like if we've been telling ourselves hurtful things for a long time changing that to helpful is gonna could really take a lot of work but man once it's changed to helpful rather than unhelpful helping us hit the lift then it's gonna make a huge difference for us absolutely yeah and i think that's that's such an important part of being a high performance athlete like yourself is that you you're on the stage and it's it's time to perform yeah 100% so we are i know we're just about out of time so let's end on one more question is that all right with you yeah yeah so and this it could be with self confidence but what is the most important lesson that you've learned through fitness important lesson just really like if, if you work hard mm-hmm. you can have anything you want mm-hmm. and that is not just with fitness or mm-hmm. as with right. literally anything mm-hmm. you put the time and the effort into it and do what you're supposed to do you can have it mm-hmm. and this is something I want to include also because 
this is actually a story from right before I met you at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge last weekend. So I was, I was sitting there in the stands and all these incredible athletes and people that I've seen on social media for years are coming up and sitting in the stands like pretty close to me. And I, I had, I was thinking before I went, like if I see any big name athletes, I'm going to, I'd like to go up to them, introduce myself, give them a business card for my podcast and ask them if they'd like to be a guest. And this was, I was just, I was paralyzed in fear for quite some time. And then eventually I, I got up and I did it. And that was a, a major win in terms of acting in the face of fear and putting up with that acting in the face of fear right then in order for long-term benefit to have these connections. And then, I mean, having you on the podcast now. Absolutely, dude. That's awesome, man. I'm super glad you did. I love yeah. doing this stuff. So yeah. And it was, I mean, it's that, like I said, less than 30 second conversation that we had, but right. if I had let that fear win, then this what's happening right now wouldn't have happened. Right, exactly. Yeah. And also with the with the hard work, it's like if you want something, you're gonna have to work for it. Absolutely. And I mean I think that's super clear with high level competitive fitness because if you don't do the work, you're not gonna one, you're not even gonna get there. And two, when you are on the stage to perform, everybody's gonna see. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And no what nobody can do the work for you in this mm. in this sport at all. Like so. Yeah, and I think that's a really good place for us to wrap up. Is that all right with you? Absolutely, dude. Okay. Anything else you wanna add or mention before we end? I'm good, man. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well yeah, again. I, I really appreciate you taking that little bit of time to talk to me at the at the competition. And again, I super appreciate you coming on the podcast. For sure, dude. All right. Well, thank you, Travis. Of course. Thanks, Adam. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.